This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 22nd of May. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Emily Ferrier. A new political dawn for Australia as a Labour Prime Minister is voted in. It says a lot about our great country that the son of a single mum who was a disability pensioner who grew up in public housing down the road in Camperdown can stand before you tonight as Australia's Prime Minister. And a deadly storm rips through southern Ontario in Canada. Wow! This is going, I just, unbelievable. I wasn't expecting it to be this strong. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Australia has elected a Labour government for the first time in a decade. And I say to my fellow Australians, thank you for this extraordinary honour. Tonight, the Australian people have voted for change. I am humbled by this victory, and I'm honoured to be given the opportunity to serve as the 31st Prime Minister of Australia. Anthony Albanese takes over from Liberal Scott Morrison, who conceded defeat, ending almost a decade of Conservative rule. After congratulating his rival, the outgoing PM vowed to come back fighting. Tonight, it's also a time for coalition members and supporters all across the country to hold their heads high. We have been a strong government. We have been a good government. Australia is stronger as a result of our efforts over these last three terms. And over the next three years, I have no doubt, under strong leadership of our coalition, three years from now, I'm looking forward to the return of a coalition government. Thanks, everyone. Mr Albanese has already vowed to make some key changes in policy, particularly when it comes to climate change, a major concern for voters after three years of record-breaking bushfire and flood events. The government hasn't, hasn't made any steps forward on, on climate change and they haven't been really active in that regard. It's good to have a change. I think Morrison definitely needed to go and um, it's good to see Albanese in. It feels like it's a good opportunity for some change to happen and I feel like maybe now's the time for us to, to do something different and if we can get action on climate change then that's going to be quite exciting. It was thought Mr Albanese's party would be just shy of a majority, but he has now secured that, which Bernard Lagan, the Times correspondent in Australia, thinks will be a big relief for him. These independent candidates, uh, particularly the six independent women who stood with the backing of climate change activists, uh, were certainly prepared to put pressure on him to accelerate his um, climate change policies as were the Australian Greens, who have done tremendously well. They, they went into this election with just one seat in Parliament and they look like coming out with four or five, which is a, a, massive, a massive change. Messages of congratulations have come in from world leaders, including UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who said he's looking forward to working with Mr Albanese, while New Zealand's PM Jacinda Ardern says she had a warm conversation with Mr Albanese, describing Australia as our most important partner. Mr Albanese will be sworn in on Monday. To Canada now where an intense thunderstorm and tornado on Saturday have left four people dead and more than 350,000 people without power in southern Ontario. The severe weather, which came hours ahead of predictions, 
caused fallen trees, downed power lines, and emergency crews overwhelmed with calls for help. The first victim of the storm was in Brampton, where a woman in her 70s was struck by a falling tree while walking alone. Hours later, near Kitchener, a tree fell on a camping trailer, killing one occupant and injuring two others. In the neighboring province of Quebec, also hit by the storm, Gatineau police have said that a 51-year-old woman died from drowning after a boat capsized on the Ottawa River. And Ottawa police have announced that one person has died as a result of the storm, but no further details were announced. A state of emergency has been declared in Uxbridge, Ontario, following the extreme damage to the town as a result of the storms. Weather Network storm hunter and meteorologist Mark Robinson posted a video on Twitter from inside the storm. Wow! This is going! I just, unbelievable! I wasn't expecting it to be this strong! Couldn't keep ahead of the storm! So I got caught by it! I'm standing right beside the car, it's running so strong! Trees are, branches are ripping off the trees right here. Uh, lightning beginning to really kick up. Wow, the, the initial impact of this is absolutely incredible. Robinson witnessed a power line down on the busiest highway in North America, the 401, which runs through Toronto. I actually, for the first time ever, saw a power line down over on the on the 401 itself. Of course, I didn't know until I had passed right over top of it what I had just run over. Environment Canada has said that an emergency alert was pushed to phones, TV screens, and radio stations across Ontario at approximately 12.45 p.m., warning residents to take cover immediately as the threatening weather approached. On the way, a new police chief with an unusual past and a world record is broken in Chile. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Five years ago today, one of the world's most shocking terror attacks unfolded at a pop concert in the UK city of Manchester. A huge explosion has rocked the Manchester Arena during an Ariana Grande concert. The explosion happened as people were leaving the venue at around 10.30. People were running past the door screaming, looking behind them, and we were in two minds as to whether to stay in the arena and just seek shelter or run and try and get out, you know, which we decided to go out and we ran and people were screaming around us and pushing down the stairs to go outside and people were falling down girls were crying and we saw these women being treated by paramedics that had like open wounds on the legs, no shoes, it was just chaos. 22 people were killed in the explosion, the youngest just eight years old, while more than a thousand people were hurt. Paul Price was one of them. The only memory I have after the blast is my vision turning red. I felt like I was being thrown through the air. I remember them lying on the ground. Um, on my back. I remember trying to stand, but I couldn't. Um, I didn't understand why I couldn't stand, but I couldn't stand. I'm just lying there, and I remember vividly thinking I'm dying. Not only did Paul suffer life-changing injuries, but he also lost his partner. Elaine McIver was 43 and had served with Cheshire Police for 19 years. We were so looking forward to spending the rest of our lives together, doing all the things that we probably thought we'd never get a chance to do. She was someone who you'd meet her and you felt like you'd known her for your life. And uh, she was a great sorter out of things. She was always planning things. And uh, for me, she was the best thing that had ever happened to me. 
To mark the anniversary, more than 20,000 runners are taking part in a 10k run through the city, starting with a minute's applause for the victims. Manchester's Mayor Andy Burnham will be among them. Speaking a year after the attack, he paid tribute to the strength of Mancunians. We think first and foremost of those who lost their lives, their families today. Uh, we commit to support them every step of the way. The scars are real, they're deep, but this city is stronger, more united. And the message came out then and is as strong now that this place, these people, will not be beaten or broken by terrorism. Tonight, at the exact time of the explosion, 10.31, church bells will toll and silences will be held at Victoria Station, which neighbours the arena. UKM Secretary Priti Patel has said the resilience of the people of Manchester, who continue to stand united against terror in their legacy to love, not hate, is an example to us all. Russia has published a list of 963 Americans who are now banned from entering the country, including US President Joe Biden, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg. It's in response to the United States' support of Ukraine and its sanctions facing Moscow. Hollywood actor Morgan Freeman is also among the names on the list, apparently because he appeared in a video in 2017 that accused Russia of meddling with the American democracy. On the nearly 1,000-person list, Russia has also banned seven people who are now deceased, including former Senator John McCain. The White House mocked the Russian sanctions by saying that nobody was planning on a holiday to Moscow, and maybe the wrong Joe Biden had been targeted. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the sport, here's John Jackson. Spain's top football league has reacted angrily to French striker Kylian Mbappe extending his contract at French champions Paris Saint-Germain. The Spanish champions Real Madrid, who play in La Liga, had offered Mbappe a contract including a signing bonus of almost €140 million, a net salary of more than €24 million every season, and complete control over his image rights. However, his current club bettered that offer, and he'll stay until 2025. La Liga said that PSG's new offer to Mbappe attacks the economic stability of European football and branded the deal by the Qatari-backed club scandalous. Mbappe celebrated his new contract with a hat-trick in PSG's final game of the season, a 5-0 win over Mets on Saturday. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. From co-starring in Jaws to enforcing the laws, the New York Times wins the best headline for 2022, in my humble opinion. The story is equally as good. It centres on Jonathan Searle, who's just become police chief of Oaks Bluff, What's so exciting about that, you may ask? Well, Oaks Bluff is better known as the fictional Amity in the 1975 blockbuster Jaws, and Jonathan famously starred in said movie with his brother, playing two young pranksters who cause mass panic on the beach after swimming in the ocean with a cardboard fin. On his appointment, Police Chief Searle said he was humbled and honoured, but added he's finding the whole thing quite funny. He told the New York Times he wants to focus on catching criminals on dry land, not deadly sea life skulking in nearby waters. And finally, in the Chilean coastal town of Puerto Saavedra, indigenous Mapuche women have broken a world record by weaving a one-kilometer-long colorful loom by hand. Ariel Tripai, the president of the Shilka Foundation, the organization behind the event, explains the importance of the event. 
We want to send everyone a message through this one kilometre long rainbow woven in loom by 500 weavers from this indigenous land. We want to say our people live with nature, protecting nature and its own rights. This is a right we have, the right to our free determination, to the free expression of our art. Over a tonne of Doni Marino's sheep wool from Tierra del Fuego was required, which was washed and dyed by an artisan cooperative from the Purin indigenous community. Each weaver worked on their own separate panels, which were then sewn together before the multicoloured weaving was unveiled. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 22nd of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.